Live from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is the fight that we all asked for. The rematch that we demanded. We had to see it one more time. The fans asked for it, so we gave it to them. Mayhem. Oh, my dear, Vince. Yeah, um, it was anything but mayhem. As uh, to quote the boxing journalist... Steve Kim, it was hashtag May Ho Hum. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, I don't even know what to say, man. Uh, you know it's pretty bad when the fight of the night was the one fight that was not supposed to be televised. The lead-in, the very first of five fights, Humberto Soto versus John Molina in the junior welterweight division. I'm still bamboozled and perplexed then. How is it humanly possible? physically and anatomically capable that John Molina in that head can weigh in at 140 pounds. I, I, it makes no friggin' sense, man. <laughs> that guy just throws bombs in there, too. I mean, it is... God, he has no regard for his, his own life. No, dude. It, you know, for the first, like, minute and a half of that fight, I was like, okay, he's gonna try to feel this guy out. And then the next nah. thing you know, not only does he like get in, like it obviously turned into a phone booth fight for well, large portions of each round, but the way that Molina does it, like there's your typical, like they you know put their chins on each other's shoulders and right. you know, throw some wide hooks and uppercuts and stuff. But Molina, man, he puts his head down like yeah. a battering ram. He's staring at his at his shoes, yeah, throwing dude. wild hooks. Wild, like high hooks, like over yeah. his head, like Oh, man. I'll tell you what, dude. I have always been a huge fan of John Molina and the way that he punches. I, pound for pound, he's one of the hardest punchers in boxing. And Humberto Soto's head was not even moving. No. Uh, he's got one hell of a chin. He took a beating, and it seemed to not even really stop him at all. No. Uh, Soto had the the best strategy in the world, you know? He knew early in that fight that Molina was not going going to be able to hurt him. No. So he came forward and volume punched. Yep. And he was accurate. And he won the fight pretty handily. Yeah. Well, minus the uh the seven low blow fouls was there? Yeah. <laughs> I think it, I think there were five actually called. Yeah. And there were three points deducted two um on the behalf of John Molina. The funny part was is that it looked like the one that was deducted for Soto, it literally, man, when it happened in, in fast motion, it looked like he was looking down at Molina's junk You're right. and wound up and was like, oh, cut, it's open. Yeah, I think Ting. that was a little payback. Yeah, it was pretty clear. Even, you know, sometimes when they rewind, like, the, you know, sort of like the shady stuff in boxing and they put it in slow motion, it's harder to sort of see 
like the you know the intention right obviously when you see somebody's ear getting bit you, it's it's right. as clear as day right but in that case man he was just like i'm coming for you jack and here's a little <laughs> bell tap ting, ting. <laughs> oh man that was a really good fight though yeah and, it was. um you know uh john molina's corner they told him man in that last round they were like dude your career is done right you know and it is i mean there's nothing for him now what what are you gonna do kid I don't know. I mean, nobody's going to get into. Uh, he wants Adrian Broner. If no. he if he would have won this fight, he had a chance to get Broner. But now it's like, <laughs> why is Broner going to fight Molina, who you know has had his record could be much worse than what it is. I mean, he's had some miraculous like last second knockouts. Yeah, like his fight against Mickey Bay when he knocked out Mickey Bay. Right, exactly. That's that's the way he's going to win any fight. He's normally going to be getting beat, and yeah. he's going to get that late knockout. That's how he's going to do it. You know, and he had his chance to beat Matisse when he had him hurt early in that fight. Yeah. You know, and he he didn't he admitted it in the pre-fight. He said, "You know what? He's like my, big, my biggest regret in my boxing career was not finishing Matisse when I had him hurt." Yeah, and that would have I mean just catapulted his career. He uh, would he would have got a title shot. For sure. For sure. All right, so now we move into what was supposed to be the first fight televised in the pay-per-view coverage. Um, El Perro, Alfredo Angulo moves up to the middleweight division after suffering consecutive losses at junior middleweight to Erzlandi Lara in a fight that he may have won had it not been stopped for him bleeding. Um, he put Lara down to the canvas while Lara was on vacation in, in two of those rounds. And then I'm not sure what happened in the Canelo fight. Apparently he came in weighing 35 40 pounds overweight yeah i heard that last night they they mentioned that yeah coming into the training camp and he uh um i don't know if he wasn't there mentally or he'd just been taking too many beatings but he just did not fight back against canelo uh last night he looked he just looks to be a completely shot fighter i mean yeah his punches have no zip his footwork is garbage Uh, it just it looked bad it looked like does this guy is he even a boxer? What the hell is he doing in there? He's just nothing on his punches and just, I don't know. It's time to take a walk angle, though, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he he became sort of endearing to the fans, um, you know, and he had two uh, very notable matchups that made him accessible to the fans. And, you know, he's a, he's a weird-looking dude, and he's got a, he's got a little character and persona. Right. And, you know, the way that he fights. You know, I was telling I was telling my uncle last night when we were watching – Watching the fight, I was like, "If Angulo is going to win this fight, I said it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he is going to come out and just flat out. He's not the kind of guy that's going to put his foot on the gas. That he throws these punches that looks like what is he doing? Is he just like poking him? Like yeah. he puts nothing on it. I said then all of a sudden, Angulo will lay the wood and you won't even see it coming. Right? He'll throw a left hook and you'll be like, "Whoa, that dude throws he punches way harder than it looks." Right, it's a heavy punch for sure. And the fact of the matter is, man, when he got knocked down through the ropes almost, the ropes saved him from falling out of the ring. Yeah. Um, you could tell that he was fighting an uphill battle from there. And I'm sorry, man, James De La Rosa looked like every other fighter that Yeah, he's you know, nothing. His, dude, his style I, I he's mean, lucky he made it through that 12th round. Yeah, dude, Angulo dude, Angulo had m- maybe another minute. Right. And I think he takes De La Rosa down. I say 12th, that was 10th round. Yeah. But honestly, man, it was the same thing in the Canelo fight. It's like he was just, there's something about Angulo. Not only is he a human punching bag, 
but he keeps coming forward. He keeps walking towards you. He, I've never seen him and Provodnikov, the, the two fighters that will just stalk you while they're getting hit. Right. He's like a, he's almost like kind of reminded me of a, a rebirth of Antonio Margarito watching that fight. Just, yeah. you know, typical walk you down, eat your punches, guard up. It just, you know, it, we've, we've seen enough of Angulo. I don't know where he goes from here. It's, there's, there's, there's nothing for him. Nobody's going to want to fight him. He offers nothing. It's time for uh, him to give it up, I think. You know, I'm I'm kind of curious, Vin. Like, I, <laughs> I'd like to sit down and ask Alfred, Alfredo Angulo this. That high guard that he comes in, like, at one point, De La Rosa was like, screw it, I can't get through the guard. So he was punching his hands. Right. And it was almost like Angulo was Slap. getting hit by his own palms <laughs> right. with no padding on it. Did you see that? <clears throat> like, yeah. It looked like his own hands were, were bouncing off of his face. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Because typically the guard... It absorbs that. You don't right. see the hands like you don't see the guy popping himself well, in the nose. Typically, your guard is is touching your gloves are touching your head already. You don't leave them <laughs> two three inches off, so you punch yourself when you get hit. He was taking straight palms to the dome. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, c'est la vie, Alfredo Angulo. So now let's move on to. We've talked about this before. In my opinion, the most overrated fighter under 147 pounds, and that was the now former IBF lightweight champion who had defended his belt against guys with six and ten losses, seven-time defending IBF lightweight division champion Miguel Vasquez versus the TMT money team journeyman Mickey Bay. Seemed like a setup fight, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, Miguel Vasquez... You can tell that he was a propped up paper champion. Oh yeah, because I don't even know how to explain the style of fighting where he would every thirty seconds leap in and throw one punch. It's a very un-Mexican style, huh? <laughs> you know. It's, a, it's the exact opposite of what every other Mexican fighter does. Well, he's very un-Mexican looking. Look how do you see how tall and skinny he was? <gasps> yeah. I mean, at least Margarito is a tall fighter, man, but at least Margarito had some upper body bulk. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, dear, man. Uh, That was one of the worst fights of the year. Yeah, it was a complete snoozer. I mean, there was nothing. Neither one of them is that good, so it really, I mean, makes no difference who's got that belt to me. Mickey Bay is going to lose to whoever he has to fight next. Okay, so do us all a favor, Mayweather Promotions, Al Heyman, whoever the hell it is, Golden Boy, I, I I could care less. Right. Let's go ahead and um, smudge out the fraudulence before it gets started. Um, as soon as Terrence Crawford is done with Ray Beltran in his next his first title defense, let's just go ahead and schedule Mickey Bay so he can go ahead and just hand the belt over to Terrence Crawford because I don't want to see this guy moonlighting as a champion for the next two or three years, which is exactly what they're going to do with this guy. Oh, yeah. He's got a belt in the money team. Floyd, see what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, people think because Floyd's selling hats for forty bucks and he's selling T-shirts for ninety dollars, and um, you know, he's 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 walking around with these bags full of cash and all this stuff, and you know, he's got money coming out his ass crack and everything else. Right. That he's also got this just stable of up and coming young athletic black fighters. Guess what? He has the worst stable of fighters out of any out of any legitimate promotional team 
in professional boxing. They're, they're a step up from journeyman fighters is what they are. Exactly. They're, they're no more than that. They're guys that Floyd wants, oh, I can make, if they, if they just watch me, they'll be great. Right. You know? If I can put them in a gym with me, yeah. I, can, I can make them a better fighter. Yeah, just by example. Right. Sorry, Floyd, you're a freak. Okay. Right. Nobody does, nobody trains like you do. Maybe Manny does, but nobody will go 45 minutes on a heavy bag. Right. With three breaks. Yeah. Three 15 second breaks just to get a little water. Right. Only you do that. He, he drinks the uh, Sprite or Sun Kissed. <laughs> you see him crushing that McDonald's. And yeah. all oh my God. Well, dude, what, what do you expect? If he goes out and runs 15 miles for fun. Right. Like for fun. Means, and then he goes to Fat Burger. Right. It's, it, food is nothing to him. But it, anyways, so Mickey Bay, this is exactly what TMT needed. They needed a paper champ. They needed a fraud champ. So this guy is going to have a belt. And now they can go around flaunting more ice. Right. Because that's all it is. They got they got now three belts in the stable. Mayweather's got two weight classes, and he's got one. So, Vin, I'm going to ask you this, bud. Bud Crawford versus Mickey Bay. I, to unify the belts, what happens in that fight? Uh, bud Crawford will destroy Mickey Bay. Uh, it won't go eight rounds, I don't think. No? No. Uh-uh. It won't even be close. Two totally different classes uh, of fighters. It's not... Yeah, it's completely... Uh, and And... More than likely, you're not going to see it happen because Crawford's a top-ranked guy. Yep. Bay's a, a golden boy TMT guy. They're not going to negotiate that fight. And Crawford's going to move up anyway. So Bay's going to, like you said, he's probably going to sneak a year to maybe two years of a reign at this weight class without having to fight anybody. Yep, and then Danny Garcia's going to move up to welterweight. <clears throat> Right before, right as soon as Terrence Crawford moves up to 140. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I tell you right now, dude, Terrence Crawford will mow through 140. Yeah. If he doesn't get knocked out, there there are guys at 140 pounds with with, with, with knockout power. Matisse, would give him give him a run for his money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's a couple, you know, uh, providing a call for give him a tough fight. There's a couple really tough fighters at that weight class. Right. So, um, but uh, hey, Terrence Crawford versus Adrian Broner sounds like a hell of a fight to me. Oh my God, please. Yes, let's see that. Let's see that, because as we all know, Adrian, the can man, <laughs> can get knocked out by Bud Crawford. He can, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, so now let's move into an even more fraudulent fight. This one was just batting practice for Leo Santa Cruz, the junior featherweight division champ, or as they were calling it on Showtime, the, what was it, the super duper bantamweight champion yeah, or something so. like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious champion. <laughs> oh, man, that is perfect. Uh, the junior featherweight champion, the WBC champ, the green belt. Leo Santa Cruz, ranked number two contender in the class, um, took on Manuel Roman. Apparently, it sounded like, uh, you know, it was, it was sort of like how they, how they build the Danny Garcia versus Rod Salka. They just re-ran a fight promo, the lead-in from the fight before. Right. <laughs> because they're like, okay, we have no idea. So we'll just pretend that we never played this for the fans. Right. So they do the same thing with Leo Santa Cruz, and they build this like these two were just, they've been sparring partners for years. Right. Epic throwdowns in the gym. Oh, give me a break. Dude, that <laughs> it was... It was what you said. It's batting practice. Manuel Roman got de-cleated. Yes. It was, it was... Didn't it look like somebody got... Buzz with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball? Yes, it did. The way he went down? Uh, you know, I hate to see Santa Cruz in that kind of fight, too, because he's such a good fighter, 
and I don't want to, you know, disparage him based on the the competition and, and the fight with him last night. But God, dude, get in the ring with Scott Quigg, Kiko Martinez, yeah, Carl Frampton, or yep. or or Rigando. And yep. I'm telling you right now, he called Rigando out. Rigando beat him. I don't think it would be much of a fight. No, I think Rigando would handle him pretty pretty easily. Santa Cruz is a puncher's chance in that fight for right. sure. And, you know, I'm not saying Santa Cruz is a slouch. No, he's not. But I think a better fight, honestly, Vin, would be Frampton and, and Santa Cruz. That would be a better fight. That would be a great fight. You know, I, just because I don't, I, Rigando's not going to let him win. No, you're not. You can't hit him. You can't engage him. Right. You know? Well, anyway, so Lee Santa Cruz, I just really not anything. I mean, what what do you say about this guy? Uh, I mean, this, this fight changed nothing in his career path, but, you know, he's, he's got to get a big fight. He's got to, he's got to make the right fight next. He can't do this again. He said, I did my job, but that's what I came for. I'm not scared of anyone. I want Rigando, and I want my an- my manager, Al Heyman, to make the fight to show that I'm the best. I think Al Heyman's going to say, uh, yeah. Leo, y- you want to hold on to that belt for a little while. Yeah, yep. You're going to want to defend that one or two times. <laughs> Leo, <laughs> we're, we're bumping you up, bud. Right. Yeah, You're not staying at 122 anymore, whatever you weighed in at last night. All right, so now it's time for the fight that we all demanded. I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. I did. I did. You demanded this fight, Vin. Ah, uh, subliminally, I guess, or no, subconsciously. Vin, you demanded this fight. Ah, oh, you're right. I did. I did <laughs> demand this fight. Your Jedi mind tricks will not work on me. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Um, I you do. I, I don't want to toot my own horn for predicting this. I wrote about it in my column titled Jedi Mind Tricks about this fight, the preview of this fight. Nail on the head. Floyd will skate around the rink. Mm-hmm. He will engage more than Lara did against Canelo because he knows he has to. Right. And he will clinch. And guess what happened? Unanimous decision. How did you score the fight, Ben? Did you get, how uh, many I, rounds did you give? Uh, I gave Maidana 4, 7, and 12. That's it. Four, seven, and 12. Okay, I'm just going to scroll to my notes about round four. Okay? Okay. Maidana won the first half of the round, but Mayweather took the round with defense and counterpunching. So that was obviously could have went either way. Yeah. Because that's... That's the round where Maidana came out fast. Real fast. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the first fight. Right. Um, You want to know how I scored the fight? 120 to 107. I had it 117, 111. I had a I had a shutout. Shutout. I you could have easily scored it that way. You you kinda in any Floyd fight, you look to give the opponent a round almost. You're like, Yeah. Well, kinda. Yeah, I'll give it to him. You know, going into the twelfth round, we can bounce around this whole fight. I don't care. We don't need to go in order. Right. Um in the twelfth round, there was like question like uh, Al Bernstein and then like like they were saying they were like oh well obviously Floyd's just giving this round to Maidana right right so that's what they were saying here's my theory on this Vin Floyd paid, played keep away okay? oh yeah um, I scored it for Floyd and here's why do you give the round to the guy chasing who couldn't land anything who was or whiffing who was whiffing or do you give it to the guy that made you look stupid slow and ineffective I, yeah I <laughs> so. It, I'm scoring that round on ring generalship because Maidana didn't land a single punch. The only reason I scored that round for Maidana is because you could, just, like you said, 
it's almost like Floyd came out and was like, I don't care. Yeah. You can have the 12th round. Oh, uh, that was... <laughs> the 12th round of that fight is how Laura fought Canelo. Yes, it was. Exactly. Yeah. Throw, um, throw in two jabs. So let me ask you another question, Ben. At the end of the third round, if there was another 10 seconds in that round, does Floyd go down to the canvas? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. I- Dude, he... When he got caught, I, that was the first time I've seen him wobbled since the third round of the Mosley fight. And watch it again. When he gets hit and comes off the rope, the bell rings and he turns and staggers. I didn't notice the stagger. I He may have got him for a split second. I don't think he would have went down. That was, I really don't. That was the hardest landed punch of the fight, in my opinion. I think, I think Maidana ate a right to the body. I can't remember what round it was in. But he took. He ended up taking a knee for a low blow in that same round and taking a breather. I think there was a time where Maidana was in trouble in that fight, too. I'm trying to remember what round it was. I want to say eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, they showed it in slow-mo, the body punch, and you could see the grimace. And it was as Maidana was leaning down into this right, right uppercut to the body almost. Yeah, there was definitely this was the first time in a while and it was, you know, it was kind of surprising because of the of the of the style of fight that Floyd implemented. Um that Floyd was actually he was loading up. Yeah, he and he did engage. Yeah. More it, than more than in the first fight almost. But he was putting more on his power shots than we've seen recently. Yes, yes he was. And he made a concerted effort to keep it to the body for a while. Now, in the post-fight interview, um Floyd seemed out of it right he seemed very sketchy he was shaking um i thought he seemed tired during the fight more than i'd seen like sitting in the corner breathing heavy more than he normally does i guess my question is did he seem like he just wasn't there a little bit during the fight like he seemed really nervous to engage like he got really sort of skittish right with with maidana like panicky and fidgety like when he would go for the clinches now once again, Paulie Malinaji just has to hang his hat on one thing while calling a fight. Instead of calling the fight, he did not make any commentary on the fight at all. He Every time he spoke, it was about clinching. Right. The entire fight, that was his thing. He's like, all right, I found my thing to talk about. So I'm going to talk about clinching for this entire fight. But in the beginning, he was, um, I'm not, he overstated it completely like he always does. Right. Okay. And the, but he was right in in the in the beginning of the fight. Floyd was like reaching out to grab Maidana. Right. But he seemed there was like a tentativeness I've never seen with Floyd before, and it sort of I kind of brushed it off and was like, ah, maybe I'm just kind of seeing things. I, you know right. what I mean? Maybe it's just like I'm excited too. You know? Right. But then at the end of the fight, during the post fight interview, I've never seen him. See, he seemed like he wasn't there. I haven't. I've never seen him talk in a way after a fight where he seemed like he got his bell rung. He had a big old fat lip and he wouldn't let that blood run out of that nose. You didn't want any blood to be seen during that interview. He kept wiping that nose with that towel. Yeah. So you, you saw he took, he took some punishment in that fight. And of course, everybody after the fight thinks that, you know, well, Floyd's finally lost a step, but Floyd looked as good as ever. If you right. ask me, he he did. He won the fight easier than the last one. It was even close. It went exactly how we called right. it. Right. He knew how. He knew what he had to do going into the fight. There was Maidana didn't stand a chance. And what adjustments and changes did they make? None. Did Maidana's can't make. Oh, this secret strategy, yeah. dude. Look, how many times am I going to say it, Vin? 
Why is Robert Garcia becoming more famous? His fighters keep losing. I don't know, man. He trains these guys in one style, the style of Brandon Rios. He's the he's the Latino trainer that's, you know, he's the Freddie Roach of Latino trainers. That's who all those guys want to work with him. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's his mouth. <laughs> it's it's definitely not what he what he's given his fighters advice wise going into a fight or game plan he's providing them. That was a horrible game plan. Right. That was a horrible game plan. You could see the look on his face when he was translating for Madonna. He wanted no part of that post-fight interview. No. He looked defeated. Yeah. He he looked so pissed off and angry. And you know what? It almost he, he might have been pissed off at Madonna for not doing, doing anything. Right. Yeah, Madonna fought, it looked like the same exact style from the first fight. He was just clubbing overhand rights and Yep. Oh, so so what? He conserved some energy in the beginning, like he didn't come out. Yeah, he, throwing haymakers. He waited two, three rounds. So that was the you that, know that was the strategy. Yeah, and he came in. Well, he gave Floyd the first three rounds. He's, I mean, he still looked flabby. Yeah, he did. He did look did look flabby. That he was, was one hundred and sixty five. He was twenty pounds overweight a week before the fight. Yeah, that's insane. That's, you know that you're you know for months. That you have this fight. You know for two months. As a trainer, to let your fighter be like that is absolutely horrible. But on your all part of his too. fighters look like that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I want to know what he's teaching you, these guys. You can't suck down 20 pounds in a week. It's just unhealthy. I don't care what anybody says. You're Once you put that weight back on, it doesn't mean after the weigh-in, it doesn't mean you're back to your 100% self. You drain the shit out of your body. I think he stands in the corner when his fighter, like during training, and he, his fighter's looking for, like, my Don is training and he's looking for instructions. So he looks over, he looks over to Garcia. Yeah. Like, as to say, okay, what do I do? And Garcia's, no, Holmes, just keep hitting that body bag hard. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like that's the kind of instructions right. that he gives them. Yeah. I, you know, there's nothing technical going on in the corner, at least during the fight, where you were, you, well, with the goddamn interpreter, you can barely tell what's going on anyways. Oh, uh, and I can tell you right now, Vin, I speak pretty good Spanish. Garcia was, he was uh, changing the sentences that, that Jim Gray was asking him. Oh, was he? was he? leaving things out. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Okay, round number eight. <laughs> he bit me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he bit me! So, they get tangled up, and Floyd started to uh, uh, deploy the Vladimir Klitschko strategy in the second half of the fight. He went from... From hugging <laughs> to pushing, yeah, um, and mushing, yeah, and so Floyd has he's pushing down on the back of Maidana's head, and he has his other hand underneath of him, and he gives him the business. Oh, that was definitely the business. He was. Let me just try to suffocate you for a couple seconds. <laughs> and then Maidana bit him. He did bite him. What, dude? That was the funniest. Well, how how about they how about they just played it off on the broadcasting crew like it was nothing? Like, oh, crap, that's hilarious! He bit him. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought like the chain of events that happened. It was like, and then you see Maidana. He just goes over to the corner. He just lounges back, puts his arms up on the rotation. He's just going like this. He's going, <sighs> just blowing on his <laughs> on his face. He was just lounging. I did nothing, man. <laughs> and remember, later it was after that they they got separated and sent to their neutral corners, right? And then they both were just like lounging, taking a break. I think it was on a low blow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're both just sitting there looking at each other. Like, All right, time out. My Donna can't claim to low blow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Look, for as boring as this fight was, I'm just going to say it right now. I wanted my Donna to win. Floyd put on a master class. Oh, yeah. 
This was one of his most dominant performances. He looked uh, he looked quicker than ever. He looked stronger than ever. Um, may he, he? I think you are on to something there, Vin. I think maybe he 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 was a little gassed. Yeah, I think it was more nerves than anything. Though. I think so too. Yeah, I I think he was nervous more than he wanted to lead on going into that fight. The older he gets, he, dude, he, it's got to be in the back of his mind. Right. He knows I could I. I don't see it coming, but I could fall off the precipice. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, and he knows it. Yeah. Oh, he knows it. That, I mean, he's, it, he's smart enough to know he needs to walk away after two more fights. Where was his boy toy Beebs? Where was the Beeb Meister? Oh, that's right. I didn't Biebs see. didn't come out. He was there, though. You see the pictures. They were taking uh, selfies before the fight. Oh, great. Yay. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't walk out with them. But you could see, like, even uh, when they were when they were introducing Maidana and Floyd was... <laughs> My wife made a comment. Floyd was sitting there with his hood up, and they kept like panning the camera over to him. And Amy was like, "He just looks like a little kid sitting there. He just like had this look on his face. He was just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Whenever we can fight, can, let's can get we out fight? there and get going.' <laughs> um, I think he wore his lucky gloves, his Mexican gloves, yeah, that he loves wearing. And uh, he wore the snakeskin trunks, which is always good to see him flashing those for show. Yeah. Um. So Floyd. Mentioned Manny Pacquiao's name on Showtime. He did. For the first time. I know. I. It's being talked about so much. <laughs> I'm get, I just, I, it's not going to happen, people. It's not going to happen. Oh, if it's it, going to happen. If it does, <laughs> then, you know, I, trust me, I'll be the first one to be more excited than anybody. But it, it's just not going to happen. Oh, but it's going to happen. Oh, Bob Arum says so, right? Twice. Twice. Yeah, not once. Two times. Two times. Um, he said it, man. He goes, yeah, we can make that happen. What better way to retire from boxing than to have your last two fights against Manny Pacquiao? There is no better way. And I think they could both, both of them could lose one of those fights. And I don't think it would hurt either one of their legacies. They're still the two best of, of, of an era. Nothing can hurt. Manny Pacquiao could have retired two years ago. Right. And he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame the next day. You know, there's nothing can hurt. Pacquiao's accomplishments are done. Right. He he's he has done something that nobody in the history of boxing had done and will ever do again. No. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. So, nothing can hurt Pacquiao. He could go in and lose both. The fact of the matter is Floyd ain't knocking Manny out. No. Okay? So, both of them are going to go the distance if Manny doesn't catch Floyd in one of them. At any point. I don't think Manny has the power to knock Floyd out. Okay, either. so 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 then it goes twelve. All right. You have the two quickest punchers, the the two fighters with the fastest hand speed in all of boxing. Right. Okay. One of them will throw a hundred punches per round. Yes. I think Manny Pacquiao athletically is the only equal to Floyd Mayweather. No, I, you're exactly right. You're hundred percent right. I you know, I, I exchanged some uh, some tweets with a local sports guy after the fight last night around here, Mike Wise, and he said, you know, three years ago, this this fight would have been Leonard Hagler. I, he said, now it's, it's nothing. I, I could care less about it. And I said, the minute that those two step in the ring, when it, it, whether it happens next year or even the year after, age will go right out the window. Once the bell rings, you won't be thinking about how old they are. Because it will still be a great fight. Two of the best fighters in the world right now, whether they're 37 and 38 or 36 and 38, you're getting the best. Yeah, two of the 
25 greatest fighters of all time. Right. You're going to forget completely about that. So that gets thrown out the window to me if it happens. I could care less how old they are now. If it happens, it happens. Do they look like Sergio Martinez on wobbly knees? No. No, neither of them do. No. I think Floyd Mayweather... Man, he's only 35. He's not like he's, right. he's 45. Floyd Mayweather last night was as good as he was three, four years ago. I don't care what anybody says. No, dude, you are, you're, dude, you're spot on. Are you wearing a Pacquiao shirt? I am wearing a Pacquiao shirt. <laughs> He's representing. <laughs> He's promoting the fight. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I was, I was shocked when he said his name, man. I, I really was. Um, but you know, Floyd is right. I mean, Manny does need to. Uh, <laughs> He's got a little, a little thing called uh, Chris Algieri. Yeah. In November, and um, Algieri is a, a really scary fight for Manny. Um. I've been hearing some some whispers of some pretty, uh, you know, respectable people as far as like understanding, calling fights, making predictions that are on the, uh, they're kind of teetering right now. On- I, I was from the start. I thought this was a horrible matchup for Manny. Oh yeah, dude. I, I just, I, you know, I know it's a promotion. I get it. I understand. People right. need people need to think and hang on to the notion. And the possibility of there being a knockout in this fight. Right. Okay. Chris Algieri, when are you going to stop saying that you have knockout power? Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. (laughs) Come on. He even was like, he was even pinned in a corner and like asked, okay, come on. Like, seriously, like you don't knock anybody out. And he goes, no, I'm not talking about punching power. I'm talking about strength. He's like I'm 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 stronger than Manny. Well, that makes no sense. You're not answering the question. You directed it somewhere completely different. Just admit it, dude. Yeah. You you are a boxer. It's okay. Yeah, who cares? It's not like he's not entertaining. No. I don't know, man. I just want to see something happen. But all right, let's just get to We're not even going to take a commercial break today. We're just going to fly right through it. Who needs them? Yeah. Yeah, who needs them? You'll get plenty of them during the NFL today. Yeah, it's not like anybody's yeah, exactly. It's not like anybody's paying me to put them on the website or the show, anyways. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I take a five dollar bill from my right pocket and put it in my left pocket <laughs> <laughs> yeah. every time I do a commercial. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Gennady Golovkin is taking SoCal by storm. ESPN says yes, he is. Um. They are doing a really good job promoting this fight. And I think that I need to get the poster for this fight. There's, I mean, they got a, a Triple G's turning into a bit of a monster of a, of a persona. It's just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, I, I did. I have got to get a gigantic, like, blow up, like, six foot by nine foot wall poster of this promotion. <laughs> so Canelo Mayweather was the one. Right. Uh, Maidana Mayweather 1 was the moment. Mayweather Maidana 2, mayhem. <laughs> Golovkin Rubio, Mexican style. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the promotion. They're just they're playing playing on the Mexican side of that thing so so much now and that's that's where they're. That's why they sold it out, man. <laughs> Straight up, stylista mexicano. <laughs> oh man, that is so unbelievably clever. The Kazakhstan-born Mexican, Mexican god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is that's awesome. 
So, uh, yeah, it's a sellout at the StubHub Center. It's going to be electric, man. Nonito yeah. Denaire, Nicholas Walters. That's the that's the next card I'm looking most forward Fire, to. Fireworks that night, baby. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. I, I, wish, I wish I could afford to fly to the other side of the country and buy a ticket to go to that fight. Yeah, no kidding. So, if you're an advertiser and you love listening to these two jackasses at the tail of the tape at sportsrantradio.com, contact me. At Please. Kenny Keith at sportsrantradio.com. And we will advertise you on the website and on the show. Trust me, we will sell our souls. It only right. costs $5. <laughs> you can line my pockets easy. <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. What other, what other weird little tidbits do we have? So, Kid Chocolate, who has famously and has become extremely... He's actually become more famous... For being a dumbass, yeah, uh, vacated his WBO middleweight title, uh, turned down the Jay Z purse bid. We talked about it last week in a career high payday of one point four million dollars. Matt Korboff is pissed because he will never make a half a million dollars ever again. But in a petition sent to the WBO by the promoters of Demetrius Andre Joe DeGuardia of Star Boxing. Mm-hmm sent a letter to the WBO requesting that his fighter, Demetrius Andre, be put in line. He is a junior middleweight champion. He's a 154-pound champion. Yep. One of them. Uh, Floyd is obviously right. the uh, the lineal champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Andre has been awarded, and the WBO has said that Matt Korobov will fight Demetrius Andre for the WBO middleweight title. What do you think about that, Ben? Uh, why is it? Why are they jumping up to middleweight? Well, Korobov is a middleweight. I know, but why is why is Andre jumping up to middleweight? He looks like he's a middleweight, anyways. Yeah, I mean he's long, but I I don't know. I, because he can, he thinks he can beat Korobov, so he, he can snag a, a cheap another cheap title. Look, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with Korobov. Okay, the last fight he had was really really awkward. Yeah. He fought that no name guy that they couldn't even find film on right. on ESPN Friday Night Fights. You remember that? Yes, I do. And uh, I came and he had a weird name too. And um so anyways, like Korbov just looked like really sort of lost in that fight. Yeah. But apparently um there are some in the industry that are really high on Korbov who has a very decorated amateur background. He's undefeated. He's got a little power on his punch. I think you think he'll 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 provide uh, some problems for Android? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think Android will handle him pretty pretty easily. Oh, I think I think he'll win. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Korbov's gonna win. Right. Korbov can win the he can win the fight. Right. This isn't something where I think Andre's people think that this is going. Oh shit, we can get a middleweight belt. Yeah. Oh yeah, they think they're walking into one. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm okay with this. I, I you know I, I'm not a big fan of like you know people not earning their belts. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at least we're getting two guys that are deserving of a shot at a belt. True. So, I mean, one is a champion and one deserves a shot. I mean, he's the number one He's the number one contender. Right. You know? So, all right. So, there's nothing real interesting in that. So, let me ask you about Luis Ortiz. Did you watch that heavyweight fight on FS1? I did not, no. I heard about it. He's a, He seemed like a big guy. Yeah. Um, Ortiz, he's 6'4", 240 pounds. He was fighting against Latif Coyote. Um, Ortiz, I guess he, he didn't defect from Cuba until later on. He's 22 and 0 and 19 knockouts. Right. Dude, he's legit. Is he? Yeah. He's in good shape. Yeah. He looked, I saw pictures of him and said, damn, that's a big boy. He's big. He's yeah. strong physically in the ring. Then he looks exactly, um, 
like Bo. Really? He looks just like Riddick Bo with a little shorter arms. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, physically, he looks just like him. I'm going to have to go back and check that fight out. Dude, he's strong. He is strong. And, you know, this guy Coyote, he, he won a slouch. Right. And he got he got completely dominated. Dominated. Now, granted, the knockout, it, uh, you know, the ref called it because he was getting thumped in the corner. Right. But he bounced off the ropes swinging, but... He claims that he was, oh, I was still throwing punches. I was still fighting, blah, blah, blah. No, the ref came over and pulled Ortiz off of you. Right. And then that's when you started throwing exactly. punches. No, but check it out. And uh, and I, I, I would uh, implore any of our listeners to check out Luis Ortiz because he's a very interesting heavyweight. So we'll just have to wait and see. And the last little tidbit, because obviously there's nothing to talk about, and we will let you guys go until next week on the tail of the tape. Sergio Martinez will be making his announcement very, very soon as to what the doc told him at his physical, if he will be returning and against who. I think if the news was good news, you'd have heard right away. You think so? I think so. You want to see him fight again, Vin? I'm looking at a picture of him right now falling uh, he, on his ass <clears throat> as Cotto follows through. Even when, <laughs> I, even when I see pictures of him now, just like uh, you know, on Twitter or whatever, or at the fights, I don't know if it's just me, but he looks like he got older. His, he looks old in the face. He just, it's like five years happened in the course of a year and a half. He just aged so, so quickly. First thing I want to do is hear from the doctor that my leg is going to be good enough that I can live a normal life and that I can have a normal leg like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some pain. I, I feel my right leg, but if the doctor says I'm 100%, or I will be 100% in the future, then I will continue. If he doesn't say that, then I won't fight anymore. I don't need to fight because my health is very important to me. Sergio Martinez, 51-3-2. You just said it. Yeah. I mean, he, already, he still has pain. If you still have pain two years later, is, is something going to change? Is it ever going to go back to normal? I doubt it. You're 40 years old almost. I think this says it right here, Vin. When I said I wanted to return to fight... I don't know if it was me saying it or my ego. I think we know what the answer we're going to get. I think he knows he's done. Whether Even whether the doc gives him the go-ahead, just his mentality right there. You shouldn't be getting back in the ring if that's, if that's how you're talking. That's why I'm going to let someone who knows what they're talking about, like the doctor, make the decision for me. <laughs> yeah, he's not fighting. You know what, man? I don't want to see him fight. Good I, for him if he doesn't. That's the first time I've read that quote. I I didn't know that he said, I don't know if, yeah. it, was, if it was, if I really want to fight or not, yeah. or if it was just me being a, a cocky athlete that, right. that doesn't want to hang up the gloves. All right. We were at the fight. <laughs> have you ever seen, have you ever felt worse about something? No. <laughs> Leaving a sporting event? I have not. You've no. been to an Eagles game when they've been beaten badly and you've oh, been like. I mean, there's nothing worse than watching, than going to Washington and watching the, the skinnies beat up on my eggs, which rarely ever happens, but I've been there for it. <laughs> but it hurts, right? Yes, it's the worst. I was with you that night at Madison Square Garden. You want you did not want to go out after the fight. No, you didn't want to eat. You didn't want to talk to anybody. It ruined my night. You wanted to curl up in a little ball and cry yourself to sleep. My guy, man, jeez. <laughs> you know what, man? Sergio Martinez is, you know, one of the one of the greatest fighters of the last 15, 20 years in boxing. He yep. was a great champion. Yep. 
um, one of the greatest athletes ever to box. Yeah. And one of the best stories to pick up boxing at the age of 20 and take it to where he took it is it's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Sergio Martinez, you will always be a favorite of the tale of the tape. But please, 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 if you're going to fight again, talk to Al Heyman. Right. <laughs> he will set you up with a surefire That's win. perfect. <laughs> Oh dear! I think I think Rod Salka could gain twenty pounds. I could get him in the ring. Rod Salka. <laughs> oh my gosh! Rod Salka would come up to Sergio's waist. <laughs> Seriously. All right, there you have it, folks. We will see you next week here on the Tale of the Tape. Then say goodbye to all your fans. They're screaming your name. Ladies and gentlemen, I will see you in seven days. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) You've been listening to Sports Rant Radio. Drop by sportsrantradio.com for all the archived episodes of the Tale of the Tape. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Rant Radio, and we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat place. May the force be with you.